a very good morning, very good afternoon, or good evening, or wherever you may be. My name is Sean. This is Alex. And this is Sven. My best, my favorite part of every episode is when Sven <laughs> enters the chat. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is season three, Coast of Kings Radio. Another episode, mm-hmm. I think we're already on episode, is it four or five? Sven, what are we at? <laughs> I think three. Oh, three, okay. Three. Well, we do have a mini-sode series. Exactly. So it depends on how episodes you count. And yeah, so uh, every Monday now, this season, we are releasing a short mini-sode. The first ten are from Ian O'Donnell, one of our team members, who is talking about the Lost Coasters of California. And these ten mini-sodes go along with ten articles on our website as well, uh, kind of throwing it back to our previous California content. And he's diving in deep in all the coasters that are no longer with us. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, I, I like how it's like, you know, those cassette recordings from the 90s. That's his style. I love, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those, um, almost like an audio book, but it's Ian talking about mm-hmm. roller coasters. <laughs> the, the, the little chapter. Yeah, have yeah. a listen. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. So check that out. And then, of course, we've got all sorts of other articles on our website, uh, including a new X2 Asian Nika Dino Conda article that compares all three there's a common mm. misconception that they are pretty much the same coaster and uh, they are completely not the same coaster they're all very very different and um, i decided that it was time to show the world exactly what was different and which one was my mm-hmm. favorite that sort of thing so definitely check that out i think you'll find it interesting and then we have a new disney rides top 20 or uh, the, all the the best disney rides in the world ranked yeah. We went back in 2017 released an article. Um, obviously, so much has happened to the world and the Disney parks oh, yeah. in those couple of years. So we are relaunching our top 20 with some very interesting choices that I almost disappointed myself with. Um, <laughs> but I have to be honest with the world. So uh, that's, that's going to be a fun one that is also uh, available to you guys yeah. all on the coasterkings.com. And uh, I think I'm ready to introduce today's topic, mm-hmm. which is a rapid fire Q and A. Um, I don't even know mm-hmm. how we got to the idea anymore, but the idea was, it was uh, probably Sven's idea. Before it's like crowdsourced. No, it I think it was mine. But I don't know how where I got it from anymore. But go um, we, I was uh, the muse. Mm-hmm. So we went ahead and asked everyone online to send us random questions, whether that's theme park related, roller coaster related, anything of that sort, and uh, we have compiled a giant list. Of questions from uh, Instagram accounts, Facebook people, um, oh all that God, sort of thing. So and we are going to go ahead and rapid <laughs> fire go through these as randomly as possible. And I'll give like as quick answers. Um, I haven't even looked as at these questions in like two weeks. Yeah. So that way for me too, it has to be like a quick on the moment response. And I think that's fun because sometimes you can really dissect questions and too much, you know argue. Yeah. But the first thing on top of your head is I think uh, just like a fun way of kind of finding out what our opinions are of attractions and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that is today's topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready. Are you so, excited? Hang on. Do we all scream our answer at the same time? <laughs> at the same or? time. <laughs> uh, maybe we should do it like a set order. I'll ask the question. Mm-hmm. Alex first answer, Sven second answer, me third answer. I have to go first? Okay. Yeah, because you're... Because <laughs> you you're Alex. And Alex, English is your first language, so you have less processing time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey. And well. then uh, I'll go back and announce the next question. And then we'll do the same well, we order. Can do it in, we can do it in Dutch, Alex, but I think... Oh, yeah, then, you, then you can be third if you yeah, want. Then I can, yeah. 
Oh, God, translating all these oh, questions man. to Dutch real quick is gonna be a road. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> real quick. Rapid fire translation. Speaking yeah. of which, uh, Sven watches American television with Dutch subtitles, and we always have these conversations about how terribly trashed yeah. these translations are. It's just like, <laughs> I, I, I can't do it anymore. If it's like, Random it's just fact. Dutch with no subtitles, it's just English. I wanna watch Sesame Street. Sesame Strat. Sesame Strat. Sesame Strat. Yeah. With English subtitles. Okay, so the reason this comes comes about is because um, the official Twitter account of Big, Big Bird. Bird has shared all his friends and family around yeah, the world. His cousins. And in the Netherlands, we have Pino. Pino. And I'm not sure if he's in Belgium, but he's definitely in the Netherlands. Yeah, and, and he's b- canonically Big Bird's cousin now. Like, he's the exact same color. Well, he's the exact same size, but he's all blue. All the Big Birds used yeah. to be like... Then there's a really scary one in Brazil. <laughs> a Gibraldo, I think his name is. And then there's a really cute, colorful one in Mexico. And then yeah. there's one that is pink, pink-ish in Turkey. Yeah. And uh, those are all family of the big old it big bird. It used to be that it was like none of the Sesame Streets like overlapped. But I guess now they've decided that it's canon that all of these are relatives of Big Bird. Yeah, because they introduced these new characters in the U.S. And they've also moved on to other mm-hmm. international versions. Like Abby is in the Netherlands. Uh, yeah. Even though that's a pretty recent addition. So, yeah, um, (laughs) like we're already not answering questions, but going off track. But yeah, so Pino is our blue, big blue friend from the Netherlands. (laughs) (laughs) All right, from Saisonstraat to Rapid Q&A. First question from at at the parks on Instagram, best coaster country in Europe. Alex. Oh, um, Germany. Germany. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Germany. Okay, great. Next question right. from at a whole lot of Rosie on IG. What's your favorite themed area? That's an that's, a, that's an ACDC song, by the way. That's a oh. that's a great well, old song by. AC/DC. I don't think people heard the question because you were laughing Sorry. so loud. So, well, what is your favorite themed area? Uh, my favorite themed area would have to be uh, Pandora in Animal Kingdom. Klukheim. Klukheim. Uh, Tomorrowland, Shanghai. All right. Next question from <laughs> at underscore Cleo Dust Coasters underscore on Instagram. Favorite park in terms of theming? Um, Tokyo Disney Sea. Disneyland Paris? <laughs> question mark. Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Animal Kingdom. Yep, I have to do that. All right, all right. I, meant, I, I don't count the studios in that. Well, in no. that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Analysis. Disneyland is the album and studios is the bonus material. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so from Gary at Coasting with Culture on Facebook, a Facebook page about theme parks, when the pandemic is finally passed us, international travel becomes easier again. What's the next destination for the Coaster Kings? China. Listen to the previous podcast. China. Well, that's because we <laughs> travel together. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some China U.S. And Europe, but yeah, and I would say well, China. As soon as I go, can go international, it's your Orlando for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from Carlos Mora on Facebook, what's the biggest issue, such examples you've seen with gatekeeping and privilege holding within the community? And is there a realistic way to move past that toxicity? This is a hard oh, question. Wow. This is a big, I can uh, repeat it real quick for our listeners. What's the biggest issue slash example you've seen with gatekeeping and privilege holding within the community? And is there a realistic way to move past that toxicity? I can go first if you want me to. I could go first. Okay. I think there's just yeah. a lot of there's a lot of people that seem to like to congratulate each other for being wealthy, having money, being privileged, and there's not a lot of accountability for 
people who have that kind of privilege and are doing things with, you know, they have good content because they inherited a good circumstance and people will look the other way. Uh, they like, well, the content is good, like, whatever. You know, I don't, I'm not here to, like, you know, care about what they're saying personally or whatever. But I feel like that is a, that's, that's the issue that I see the most as far as, like, the privilege thing goes. And I think really people need to be holding their content creators accountable uh, for their behavior. And, and, you know, don't, don't support content from people that you aren't happy with their, their behavior and focus on people who are trying to be decent people through everything and not just coasting on everything that they already have. And, and, you know, their, their terminal straightness or terminal whiteness or, Sure. <laughs> How about you, Sven? I don't understand the question. <laughs> okay, so in Europe, this may not be as much it's of a thing as the U.S. Europe because, well, but I in guess the U.K., it's a problem. I'm not sure because, of course, there's also issues in our in the European theme park community. But I guess uh, that's with every community that there are things that are, that people like and don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so can you elaborate more about what is the issue then in the U.S.? Well, I think the issues are. I think there are several issues that are in kind of potentially to be brought up. I think one of them is just the community itself. People that don't necessarily create content just be- among each other, like people that have had the privilege of traveling to lots of places and have a high credit count, and then for some reason believing that their own opinion is much more valid than that of people that haven't traveled. And I think that's one that I'm going to go geared towards, given that Alex already geared more towards content creators. So I think that's kind of their... There's like this sort of class system unannounced, you know, unofficial class system from mm-hmm. those that have traveled and have ridden a lot and have been around the scene for a while um, that then kind of like to invalidate opinions of people that haven't. Yeah, that's the, and the I gatekeeping think component. That is definitely the gatekeeping component. I think that's honestly kind of a nasty thing to do. Um, I was, like I've said in previous episodes last season, I was personally more enthusiastic about roller coasters when I wasn't traveling because I was learning and I was discovering them online and I was really passionate. And the mm-hmm. more I traveled, the more I become a critic. Yeah. So if anything, I feel that everyone's opinion should matter more because some people look at it in, in a different light now that they've seen more than people look at it before they start traveling. And just to kind of create a class system there is, mm-hmm. is honestly complete BS. And I think that's like one of the things that needs to be addressed. Like, taking money that your parents gave you to ride roller coasters doesn't make you a better enthusiast. It just doesn't. And that people have to work hard to go and, on their trips across country, are for broke example, and mm-hmm. can't ride. It's, it's classist. It's like, well, you, you don't have that. As, it's not an being being born wealthy is not an accomplishment, and traveling with money that you just had <laughs> isn't an accomplishment. It's just a hobby. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, there's people who want to be congratulated on being uh, fortunate, and it's I just. Couldn't yeah. be me. Is there anything like that in Europe, Sven? Well, the thing is, there are, of course, a lot of different communities in Europe because every country usually has a community in their own language. Mm-hmm. So I can't really speak for for all the all of Europe together. Um, I don't think there is that a, a, a large majority of people that act that way here in Europe. 
but what I wanted to say was that for me, it doesn't matter how much you have on your counter. You can have your opinion and it's always interesting to see and compare those opinions. And I also thought about like some coasters, I think less of them because I've done better. But yeah. actually, I shouldn't take that in account because it's that ride that needs to be judged on its own and mm-hmm. if I enjoy it or not, you know. So that's sometimes that makes me more understand people's opinions that have ridden less coasters. So I think that's important, too. Totally. totally. Well, this is probably the longest answer we're going to be giving today. Um, <laughs> shout out to Carlos Mora. Really long. Some of these questions are two lines long. But the next one should be pretty, uh, okay. pretty quick one. So from Tim Baldwin, um, I think he's... What is he famous for again? He's ace, but... He's, uh, he's the editor-in-chief of Amusement Today. There you and, go. Uh, uh, he commented on Facebook, magazine. and he asked, how can he's a park... He's a personal friend of mine, and he gave 10 answers, so... So we'll be splitting it up. <laughs> so how can a park make production model unique in other ways? Uh, oh, uh, atmosphere. Atmospheric theming. Sure. That's the... Yeah. Quick answer. <laughs> Probably Theming the, and music. Music. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to throw in theming and music as well. Yeah. Uh, easy answer. Next Faker. up, um, we'll, do, we'll do another one from Tim Baldwin, uh, which is, what are the best coaster names in the last three years? The best coaster names in the last three years. Um, what's the name of the, the, the Cheetah Hunt-inspired Intamin uh, in China? Is Revenge. Light of, Re- Light, Light of Revenge. Light of Revenge. That's my new favorite. Okay. At the moment, there's only one ride name that can't get out of my head and that's the ride of happiness by tomorrowland <laughs> and that's just because it's ridiculous <laughs> the ride of happiness i think i like conda a lot conda yeah mm-hmm. um i would have said dinaconda yeah. if it was like in the past <laughs> if it was you know beyond three years ago but yeah you know, conda i think it looks good looks cool wallaby belgium always has issues to find good names and so they really have to think of it because we're a bilingual country so it yeah. needs to be a name that works in both sides of the country, both so in you Dutch don't, and in French. So you don't end up with another Loop Garou and Virvolf situation where it's like two names <laughs> yeah. for one ride. So China. I think Conda. Um, yeah, so Pulsar <laughs> and yeah. Conda and... Tikiwaka. And, uh, to make up some words. Tikiwaka, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> They're all kind of nonsense, and I like that. Um, next question was from Brandon Allen on Facebook. He asked, um, what's your favorite part of traveling to different parks? Um, I guess for me... It's experiencing culture outside of the United States. Well, as I always put it, people ask me, like, well, you know, why do you waste all of this time at theme parks when you're in these exotic countries instead of doing things that are, like, culturally relevant? And I'm like, well, theme parks are how I experience American culture best. That's the best way for me to experience other cultures is the differences between American parks and other theme parks. So I would say that I feel like traveling to other parks, the best part of that is experiencing another country in that way, in the way that uh, is the most valuable to me. Sure. How about you, Sam? For me, it's staying at places where you never imagined you'd stay. Because, like, if you're going to Holiday Park or Trips Drill, or you're, you usually look for a cozy B&B or apartment in a forgotten German city that no one even knows. <laughs> but it's cool. But that sometimes it's some pleasant surprises of really good uh, areas to stay. So uh, I really like that. 
I'll have to piggyback on Alex's answer is that when you travel to other countries and to their theme parks, you learn so much about the people there, whether it's the way attractions are operated or the way people react to what's in the parks or the themes they choose, that sort of thing. So that is my favorite part about traveling to different parks. You can really pick up, even within countries, like within China, for example, parks mm-hmm. in East China are completely different than parks in South China. Clientele seems to be different. And so I think you really learn a lot that way about a culture. And yeah, so that's I would have to piggyback back on that. Uh, next question comes from at CLT Coaster on Instagram. He, uh, he or she, they asked... What wooden coaster should be RMC next? Uh, none of them. I'm I'm tired of Iron Horse coasters. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> there's a few in Europe still, because yeah, there's a lot in in America, but not in Europe. Uh, I think I have to go for Coaster Express. Well, that sucks. I was going to say Coaster Express too. I think that the layout is incredibly boring, and it can do a lot with that, and has a lot has a lot of space. Could be the next Iron Gwazi, really. So for yeah. me as well. Uh, next question comes through uh, comes from Andrew McLaughlin on Facebook. What's your guys' favorite traditional low tech dark ride? Oh, okay, so that's a fun one. Low tech, I guess, would be like old Sally stuff, maybe. Like old. Um, I would have to go with. I guess I, I I would say like Pirates of the Caribbean would be low tech in the sense that it's not any. It's really not that different than what it was when it opened. It's just mannequins and things moving around. It's not like anything... Sure. Jack Sparrow. Super, yeah. But yeah, I mean, okay, so the, the, the animatronics and stuff have been updated, but like... That's fair. The original Pirates of the Caribbean and some, like, you know, in its, enti- in its original... I guess like the version of like Tokyo Disney, for example, which hasn't been updated in any way, shape, or form mm-hmm. since it opened in 83, and it was basically a carbon copy of how Anaheim's looked at the time. It's mm-hmm. almost like a little time capsule, so I would, I would say that. For me, it's Fata Morgana at Efteling because it's, yeah, that one scene in the palace where you have so many animatronics, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, uh, I love it. I'm going to go and yell out Mr. Toad because Mr. Toad Mr. is Toad super Toad old Toad. school, <laughs> very, very basic, but it, it just brings that super classic, classic Disneyland charm, so yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be mine. That's definitely hasn't, for better, for the better, has not changed very much. Uh, next up is from Amanda Jane on Facebook. If you could design your own coaster, what would you theme it to? Um, I guess I'm I'm fascinated with the end of the world. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Thor Park's next so coaster. Thor Park, like I, I, I'm really like the swarms, uh, apocalyptic aesthetic where like the loading station is a cathedral where I feel, I imagine that everybody flocks to the church to ask for forgiveness before the alien creature murders them and, and sends them to the next uh, plane of existence. So something along those lines of, of uh, the collapse of society apocalypse and or the annihilation of the planet, you know, just like normal <laughs> stuff. All right. Not psychotic at all. <laughs> For me, it's uh, music. <laughs> yeah, checks out. Yeah. And um, what I was thinking about right now is how cool it would be that every... I, I'm thinking of an indoor coaster, like, okay, kind of copying roller, rock and roller coaster. But each time you ride, you don't know what style of music you will get into. Oh, fun. So that okay. Might be cool. 
Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm going to have to say something like abandoned temple jungle theme. I feel like naturalistic approaches um, are always just visually very pleasing. And I feel like I'm like, I like future stuff too, but I feel like it outdates so quickly. So yeah. I'm going to go with like abandoned temple overrun ruin sort of thing. OCT I remember East. that. From our episode where we designed our own theme park. You should yeah. that one up. That yeah, was you should fun. definitely take that. That was, that was one of my favorite episodes. I we, almost gave the same answer. Like, oh, Pacific Northwest. Funny enough, like, I think, I think all like, three no, of our answers answer. are reflections of that episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely, because we had a very apocalyptic, dystopian uh, finale to that one. Oh, yeah, out. that's right. That was honestly <laughs> yeah. that was the most fun. That was the wildest. Podcast ever. Um, another one from uh, Tim Baldwin. Um, he asked, what out-of-the-way coaster in the U.S. really deserves to be sought out? Um. Okay, here's a really out of the way one. The uh, the Snow King Resort in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Their vegan alpine coaster is magnificent, and I was there for work. And our work hotel was like within walking distance of the coaster, so I was there and I rode it, and I was like, it was amazing. It's I think the best of the mountain coasters that I've ridden, and I I don't know if. Most people even go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, who are also roller coaster enthusiasts, if you, unless you're also like a snowboarder or skier or something. But if you're there for some reason, uh, that you can't miss that one. It's great. Okay. Well, Sven, I know you haven't been to quite as many U.S. parks as we have, but um, maybe you've been to one. Uh, I was thinking about twisting the question to Europe. Fine, do it. Even even that, I can't really come up with someone because... Europe is it's also close you know yeah. I guess um, I haven't ridden it yet but I'm very uh, curious to ride um, the Mac coaster at Etna Land I think oh it's, yeah Storm uh, Storm yeah uh, I guess that one is pretty far out um, so I'm really curious about that one yeah, for me, it's going to be pretty standard um, Vagoma fanboy answer. I'm going to say um, <laughs> in Idaho, you have Aftershock, which is perhaps um, the best giant over the boomerang left, given the amount of care put into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it runs like a dream. It operates consistently. And even though there's no easy way of getting to their park unless you live there, um, I think it's worth a trip to Silverwood just for that coaster alone. Yeah. So uh, that's my answer. Good choice. Okay. Um, next up is from at Kobe.Fairberg uh, on Instagram, who asked... Most anticipated new roller coaster of 2021? Uh, Velocicoaster. Very convenient. <laughs> yeah, Velocicoaster. Yeah. Pretty quick. The Intamins. It's Next up is Ed Swaggy Banana 25. <laughs> <laughs> what, is your favorite, what is your favorite Love coaster it. model? Um, I haven't ridden it yet, but um, the Vacoma Firestorm. Okay. Just gets me going. I, I, <laughs> I can't wait to ride one eventually. I'm going for Gerslauer Infinity Coasters. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I've yeah. enjoyed every one that I've written. Every yeah. one of them that I've well, written. Th- this is going to come as a complete surprise, but uh, the giant inverter boomerang <laughs> <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, which I'm technically too tall to ride, but they haven't yeah. sent me away just yet. So. Just not yet. Yeah. Uh, next up is at John underscore M underscore 42 on Instagram who asked, what roller coaster is the easiest to get a good picture of? Very interesting. The easiest to get good pictures of. Um, we've had a lot of luck with Velocicoaster lately. It's yeah. a, a thrill to photograph that ride. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would have to say Velocicoaster again. <laughs> I kind of already prepared for that question because I was tagged in a 
in an Instagram story by Little Coaster Couple to do that. So I had to go through my pictures because I, I, I wasn't sure, but I went for Blue Fire at Europa Park. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah, on a similar theme, I'm going to uh, go with Riddler's Revenge of Cyclops Magic Mountain. Oh, my God. Because Riddler's yes. Q and Exit are completely woven throughout the layout. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. have pretty much every possible angle of that ride to your mm-hmm. disposal, whether queuing or exiting. So that's yeah. going to be mine. Um, Next up is going to be at A-Town-Andrew on Instagram, who asked us, which new coaster in Orlando or Tampa do you think will be open first and when? I mean, I have the answer to that, but... (laughs) (laughs) Is it Velocicoaster? Yeah. Is that our answer? Soft opening should be pretty pretty, pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I guess there's not not much of a rapid fire. Um, (laughs) There you go, everyone. That one is the answer. (laughs) Um, Next up is uh, Richard Dewberry on Facebook who asks us, what coaster project in history do you think, in hindsight, um, for a park feels like it was a mistake? Uh... I think Drakenfire is one of my oh, favorite coaster design mistakes. And I think about Drakenfire every time we ride Kumba because Drakenfire was like this hasty, like they wanted a B&M for, for that park, for that ride layout. Like they and they out. just, they were like too impatient. Like Bush, mm-hmm. like they were like, no, we need it for 1992. And B&M was like, well, we're busy. Like we can get you one for 93. But they needed it right now, so they built Drakenfire. And even though I love Arrow, and like I would have had faith in Arrow at the time, that ended up being a huge mistake. So they lose this amazing potential ride. Meanwhile, Busch Gardens Tampa had the exact opposite situation, where they knocked it out of the park with Kumba, and it's like the best ride in Florida. So, sure. A Belgian coaster enthusiast can only give one answer, and that's Vertigo. Vertigo. Belgium. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I, I'm still so sad that I didn't ride it because I, I've seen it. I, it was operating, then it broke down for the rest of the day. Then I could finally go, but I was with a group, and I had to go home with the bus. So sad. Mine is going to be um, a close one to my heart. Cop car chase at Movie Park Aww. Germany mm. because Six Flags was overly ambitious and decided that this little park in the middle of effing nowhere in Germany needed a dueling Dual intimate track. looping coaster yeah. um, themed to a cop car chase through warehouses, previously a lethal weapon. Um, <coughs> Dead Rides maintenance costs must have been through the roof, and it didn't make a whole lot of sense for their trash attendance they had um, during the last Two few years of it operating. Four so. Yeah, that is one that was a mistake from the get-go, but was a really fun that it existed. Yeah. And you, and you got we? that credit, unlike us with our answers. You got that credit. That so. is correct. Good for you. Do we know um, why they weren't able to move them? I, I, I don't know much about the coaster, so... Uh, the layout, I just I don't think... think I just don't think it's, it's very... Okay. I wouldn't have thought yeah, that they found it, a it buyer. Make it's any too, sense. way too niche. It was very niche, because it was also kind of trying to be a dark ride with like yeah. fire effects and, and light strobe. I mean, it was all kind of cheapish, but... I'm sure um, it was for sale. And was it, it two separate coasters? Two completely yes, separate two, yeah, coasters. Yeah, it was not a Mobius. So there were times where like they would dispatch it at alternating times. It kind of fell into like a Six Flags hole almost. Um, and that's how that yeah, happened. That was yeah. Next question, uh, back to Tim Baldwin for number three or four. Um, <laughs> this is, what would you say is the ideal height for a wooden coaster? Um, yeah, that's a fun one. Ideal height for a wooden coaster? Uh, I'd say 100 feet. You can do a lot with that. Or, and in meters? 35 meters. Th- yeah, 35-ish, yeah. Is that good enough for you? Yeah, that works okay. for me. All right. And mm-hmm. for our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with 40 still. What okay. is that in feet? 
That's uh, about 120. 120? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay. I, yeah, I, I'm going to sit around the same spot. I'm just thinking yeah. of GCIs. Who have the, like, they're not super, super tall and big, but they do a lot and with the right amount of momentum. And sometimes wooden coasters get too big. I'm <clears throat> son of beast. So uh, yeah. be careful what you wish for. They just yeah. don't, they don't need to be higher. They really don't, especially mm-hmm. when they're wood because maintenance. And because, is, yeah, you then know. you just create mm-hmm. problems for yourself and it's too hard to catch it on a good day or catch it on a good year. So next up is Andy Hoffman on Facebook who asked us, what about amusement park brings you joy? What draws you to them and keeps you coming back? Uh, I'm an addict. It's the serotonin for me. Like, it's been that way since I was a child, and it hasn't changed. It's, sure. It's, it's, it's not going to change, I don't think. It's all about the brain chemistry for me. Yeah, for me it's the immersion and the escape of daily life. Yeah. And also the joy to share it with other people. Aww. Yeah, for me, it's going to be uh, um, similar to like an escape, kind of like um, just really relaxing for me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like someone who completely goes to parks on her own um, because I find it very therapeutic Meditate. to just kind of, yeah, to kind of just bask in whatever the theming is or just get on a ride and kind of, you know, nerd out mm-hmm. and things. It's just a good place for mm-hmm. me to kind of put my thoughts. Um, and obviously, it keeps us incredibly busy because we're always thinking roller coasters. It's a good hobby. Coaster kings. It's a good so, lifestyle. Um, but that really brings me joy. Um, I definitely stay off the streets that way. <laughs> We can't afford drugs. <laughs> you can't afford drugs. We can't you, afford uh, drugs if you have to buy, buy these season passes. passes. <laughs> <laughs> do I want Trip drugs in. or Disney World yeah. this year? Um, I'll do Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Next up um, is from another one from at at the parks on Instagram. Um, best UK coaster. Uh, well, best. Okay, I think objectively, Colossus. okay instead of saying best because i feel like the the best answer is like really obvious i'll say my favorite which is actually uh the big dipper at blackpool even though a lot of people hate that ride because it yeah we've got some nasty whales on on your spine um but that's uh that's that was my favorite Mm -hmm. for the uk I'm soon going to go with Nemesis. Yeah, that was the answer. So yeah. I have not yet been, but um, one that I'm looking forward to the most will be my response. It's going to be Smiler, because I love my inversions, and mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely a looper kind of guy. So yeah. I look forward to riding that monstrosity of yeah. awesomeness. That was a close second close call. Second. Yeah. I was doubting between those two. So. I was very but happy. But I did for, also really yeah. enjoy Big Dipper, actually. I lo- oh, you did? I think we're yeah. the only two. Well, Emma likes Big Dipper, too. <laughs> because she wrote an article, I'm pretty sure, and then someone was like, why is Big Dipper ranked as high? It's not good. And like, Emma was like, well. That's why. <laughs> well, okay. Next up is admark.ward.1109 on Instagram asks us, do you believe Jersey Devil will have slower pacing due to the drown-out layout? And I think he's comparing it to, like, Wonder to, Woman. Yeah. And, and um, uh, my answer is I hope so. And also... Probably. Uh, it also, more importantly, is a longer train. Yeah, 12 feet. A longer train, it's going to be more gradual peaks and valleys and stuff. The, 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 the current ones just go through the, the course at I, like an unnatural uh, pace. And I, I expect and hope that Jersey Devil will feel a bit more varied in its pacing. Um, but I guess we don't know. We won't know until they start testing. Yeah, so. to go either way. But I would... Yeah. Second that sentiment. I think it's going to be a little more palatable um, for an average audience. Yeah. I have no clue, but I want one in Europe. Yeah. Um, be car- be careful what you wish for. Be yeah. careful what you wish for. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I was going to say. I mean, Wonder I Woman is still it's good fine. for like a small <laughs> European park as a yeah. standout coaster. Yeah, you know? for Park St. Paul. Park St. Paul. 
Yeah. Okay. Inside. Not there. Joke. <laughs> um, so next up is a question from Tom Pavlik, a good friend of ours, actually. Um, Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Um, on Facebook, it asks us, will SeaWorld be able to survive by transforming into coastal parks rather than zoos? Absolutely. Because they already have and they already are. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to... Um, I, I think it's totally fine. I'm sure that they're going to have the not the easiest transition um, because... You know, previous audience came there for the lack of coasters almost just to focus on the zoological thing. And now it's becoming a lot more of a louder place when it comes to just like atmosphere and things that are happening. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a natural transition because um, especially in Western cultures, the the idea of having just a zoological facility is kind of dying out. Yeah, they already. So I think they're doing fine. In the 90s was I remember like when they started building rides and people were like, oh, my God, like parks like this, like because like Marine World. SeaWorld, like it was the late '90s, and all of these parks had to ju- were jumping on the roller coaster bandwagon, and people were like, you know, this is what it's come to. Like, they're it's not the experience. That it's, so I feel like that ship has definitely already sailed. It's not even about phasing out certain types of animals and certain types of captivity settings because parks are already having a lot of success by turning themselves into coaster parks. And even new parks that are opening around the world that have a zoological focus, they're already com- combination products. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Chai, like Chai Mung Ocean Kingdom, Chai Mung Ocean, Ocean, Ocean Park, Chai Mung Ocean Kingdom. Like it's already examples. a mix, like a diversification of, of what, like a marine yeah, life. Yeah, if anything, SeaWorld is, you know, just at the game at the right time yeah. because everyone's yeah. doing it. Um, next question is from at JHP0317 on Instagram asking <laughs> us, ever me. been to Six Flags over Georgia? Quick answer. Yes. 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 Awesome. Next person. At Jono.Tobot. I'm so happy I could say yes. I know. This sad because I know Spence did. Um, at Jono.Tobot on Instagram asks us most overrated coaster. Uh, Steel Vengeance. I feel like I don't even I need to defend that first, answer. I should have I feel like all my answers are already called every time that I ask these questions. Sorry. Expedition G-Force. Um, you can find one other than Steel Vengeance, can't you? Maybe something similar to Steel Vengeance? Oh no! I'm holding up the line. I'm a general. I'm a general publicer. Um, <laughs> Steel budget is, is just like the most obvious answer. Yeah, I really How about Diamondback, Kings Island, Mystic Timbers. Oh, Mystic also Timbers, Kings Island. Mystic Timbers is not as great as everyone says it is. Like I enjoy the ride for what it is, but to be saying it's the best GCI is to fool yourself. Yeah. Next, okay. um, Chris Leach <laughs> on Facebook asked us if you could get an unlimited backstage or behind the scenes pass of 24 hours, which park would you choose? Why? Uh, I'd probably pick Shanghai Disneyland because their backstage from Google Earth looks so beautiful and, like, well put together with all that bright concrete and, like, grassy oh, patches concrete. and stuff everywhere. It just looks, like, shockingly clean and well-organized. Uh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh, fair enough. Because I want to see how they do it behind the scenes because... From what I've heard, everything looks so pretty on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine will be uh, Chamlong Ocean Kingdom, Kingdom because mm-hmm. obviously <laughs> name drop every Surprise. episode. Um, but also, their firework display is so incredibly crazy, like permanent fireworks. I wonder how they set up that whole setup because it is just over, over, over the top. So that's fine. Um, back to Tim Baldwin on Facebook asking us top three most photogenic coasters. That's all. Just the one. Okay. Um, <laughs> most photogenic. How about? Velocicoaster. Wow, original. <laughs> um, I oh, yeah. really liked how Valkyria 
uh, at okay. Leesburg was mm-hmm. the, because of its color. Its golden color really shines, and especially in the sun, it's it's very uh, appealing. That's cool. Uh, mine is going to be Dinoconda because it's a massive steel structure, but it's like in this jungle they created, and the supports blend with the trees. So even though it's massive for the coaster, it doesn't really feel like obstructive. It looks really. It actually looks really presentable. And it has midway on all sides. And yeah, and it kind of just goes through the forest. So, it's so really, that's going to be fun mine. to photograph for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next question okay. is also from Swaggy Banana Twenty Four on Instagram, asking us the top five coasters in the world. So let's just do like your own top five real quick. I think mm-hmm. that's easier. Uh, okay. Do you have it ready? I better. I guess. Um, Lightning Rod is in there. Tron, uh, Wood Coaster in OCT, um, Hyperspace Mountain. Good, okay, good. You won. And I, I guess that. What? I do Ninja at Magic Mountain because okay. it's okay, tattooed okay. on my mm. ankle. <laughs> From what I've written, of course, uh, Leg Coaster, mm. um, Twisted Colossus, oh, wow. Unta- wow. Untamed, uh, Shrewdest Kernan, okay, okay. and Taron. Okay. Okay. Um, for me, not, no particular order. Tron, Viper, Hyperspace Mountain, Paris, Wood Coaster, Jin Jin. Parrot Coaster, Chalmers, which can Parrot Coaster. Okay. Mm. Next up is another one from Andy Hoffman on Facebook asking us, what's your favorite amusement park memory? Um, when we went to Shanghai Disney and asked you to marry me. Aw. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. How can I top that? Um, I I think the only thing, it's the... That one ride I had on Tenor de Zeus after a rainstorm and thunderstorm, that's still printed in my mind like crazy. So it, was, it was running really well? Well, like, yeah. I, I was holding on for my life, and yeah. I wasn't sure if I was enjoying it or if I was terrified. <laughs> it was just a lot. Mine is it was a, a couple days after Alex asked me to marry me when we went to Challenge Ocean Kingdom, and I was afraid all day to tell him that I liked this park better than the place we got engaged at a week earlier. Yeah. Uh, but then at the end of the day, we both agreed that yeah. we both liked it I better. Like, so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> even though we didn't get engaged here, at least we could both agree that we still like this park the best. Um, next up, from Ed... MZ underscore sweet 666 on Instagram asking us, tell us about a ride or park that you love, but lots of people don't. Right? Um, I love Manhattan Express uh, in Vegas, which is getting a lot of press right now. We're riding now. it this weekend. Yeah, getting a lot of press right now because the new trains, everyone loves it now. Everyone riding it with the new trains says it's amazing. But uh, I liked it even when the trains were uncomfortable because I've always liked that ride. So. Well, I, I'm doubting between two because, like, Euromir is my, is one of is my bay, but yeah. I'm not sure how many people really dislike it. I mean, I don't it, like it. It has some. You don't like it? No, I thought I was gonna rip my kneecaps off. I, it was <laughs> well, so I was un- about to say it has <laughs> some rough transitions. I have to say that. I prefer Eurosat. And my second, my second choice is uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple de Peril. Oh. That's a guilty pleasure of ours, yeah, for sure. Cause, yeah, because yeah. I like it. The, the roughness is good. It, it's part of the experience, you know. And then yeah. I like on the lift hill, on good days, you can see the Eiffel Tower. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't even realize that. We have to look for that next time. We um, notice. For me, it's going to be Viper. Um, Viper is absolutely one of my favorite rides ever, and uh, it's definitely not loved by the masses. So, uh, Viper. True. Next Very up true. is um, at Connor underscore Manigal and Instagram asking us, what would be your favorite Mac Rides ride? My favorite Mac Rides ride is probably Lost Gravity. Oh, and I, yeah. sorry, yeah. sorry to take your answer. It's okay. But um, I just think I'm excited to see more of those. I hope more Big Dippers get built. How about you, son? I'm thinking of a non-coaster, but I can't really come up with it. So I'm still going for Helix then. Okay. okay. Um, Gloss Gravity, number one, but since it's already been mentioned, I'm going to say the Blue Fire clone that got stuck in China. We wrote yeah. it. It was actually <laughs> yeah. really fun because yeah. it was my first Blue Fire clone. Go figure my first Blue Fire is actually somewhere on some on the outskirts of Asia. Um, but that was really fun. It was running really well. I think well. it's a super dope layout. And I think that last little twist at the end needs to be done more. And I think like the, the, launch, little version. the launch on that one was better than the original Blue uh, Fire. It was, still, it was still Mac launch. It was it still, was still a lot Mac launch, but it Ooh. was still it was <gasps> better. Where's Star Trek? Oh, oh, Star Trek Operation that. Enterprise. <laughs> no. We okay. talk about Star Trek Operation Enterprise Oh, my God, Enterprise I love Star time. Trek. Okay, Star <laughs> Trek wins. Next. <laughs> Hang um, on. Oh. I want to do a little shout-out to your one of your Asia updates, because that one coaster that Mac is building right now, that thing the one, looks... The oh, Hurricane Coaster. How, how is it Mac? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, a Mac better step up their yeah, launch game, because it's going to need to take off like that. That's a, that's a serious bucket lister for us. Yeah, they also World have, Sucho. Yep. Because they also have a massive uh, Golden Horse tilt coaster there, yep. too. So. And a mm. Forbidden Journey-style Dark Ride theme to the jungle, which I didn't realize existed until after I suggested it on a previous episode. Gorgeous. Um, next up, from Ed German Coaster Enthusiast, Kumba Omantu. Kumba. The I will Kumba. tell you soon once I get Kumba. to Orlando. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kumba. Um, thanks, German Coast enthusiast, for sharing that. Um, next up is Ed Melissa <laughs> A. Garcia on Instagram asking us, are you excited for Icebreaker? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. Sure. Are you excited, Sven, for Icebreaker? <laughs> well, from all the coasters that I want to ride in Orlando, it's not really standing out for me, but it might be a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So having seen a test in person, it actually looks a lot better than I imagined it looking. It looks like it's going to have a little more force to it than uh, previously expected. Yeah, it's not Velocicoaster, but it'll be fun to have something that's not going to require the waiting that Velocicoaster will. So, yeah, Hopefully. I'm excited. We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully. We'll see how ops mm-hmm. are. Um, yeah. Next up is David Meyer on Facebook asking us, what are your guys' goals within the hobby and your personal lives? Uh, could be destination experiences, revisits, coaster counts, anything. Uh, any goals that you have with your own personal careers or coaster careers? Or are you happy where you're at? I've achieved all of them. Wow. So now it's just, now I'm just doing the side quests. I already beat the game. The side quests? <laughs> the bonus material? Yeah. Well, huh. obviously for me, it's all the Disney parks. But I also have, I want to ride all the B&Ms in Europe. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. And I'm missing one at the moment, Damonen at Tivoli Gardens, which I, was plan- which, I, which I had planned to go. And obviously there's also Monster that's opening this year. Monster, so Monster looks, looks good. Amazing. Hope to do both of them this year if yeah. 
some stupid disease allows it. <laughs> um, and then for me, it's going to be uh, getting on, getting to all Universal parks because I'm super into Battlestar Galactica, so I have to ride that. Yeah. And then obviously, I want to I want to check out Beijing's Beijing. upgrades. For all the times um, we've been to China, we still haven't been to Beijing. So yeah. Like, so there'll be there's not that many parks compared to other regions. So. Um, another one for me, personal life-wise, is um, as you may have figured that we're kind of Asia obsessed. So uh, with my career, I would like to transfer to um, to a location of employment in China for a year or two, just to kind of experience living there and hit up a lot of parks without having yeah. to like cross the ocean all Do the time. Do a work visa in China, yeah. Like a, a residency um, and-, and I would like to live and work in the Netherlands or Germany for a couple of years because that's my my home grounds and. Um, well, not to get into politics, but let's just say that I agree with their yeah. system a little more than oh, yeah. ours. Um, Those can be my dreams, too, because they're your dreams. Mm-hmm. Aw. <laughs> so that is that question. Let's see. Next up, we have Chance Knight, um, awesome follower of us. He also left a cool review on Apple Podcasts, so thank you. A little shout-out. Um, you. you guys should all leave a review on, podca- uh, on Google as well. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, so his question is, I'm not sure if you know this game, Sam. Um, <laughs> F. Mary Kill. And you have to choose between boomerangs, skyrockets, yeah. or free spins. Um, I don't want to use the F you, word. Yeah. It's okay, so how F word, marry, kill. What's the game? Sven, do you have any how questions? You, oh, oh. What's the difference between F word and kill? Um, F means that you... You would have intercourse maybe with Maybe you write it once. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think F, marry, kill means that, like, you, one of them, like, yeah. you, could, you, could, okay. you could F for your whole life, or as one of them, you would just maybe do it once. Yeah, and, then okay, one that, and more importantly, kill would be like you you would no. never. Oh, this is a fun one. Can I go yeah. first? Yeah, okay, you can. Okay, I'm going to go first. Sorry, Sven. Um, when it comes to my F, I definitely <laughs> F a boomerangs. Um, oh, wait, F is only once? Yeah, you wouldn't marry only a boomerang? Once. Oh, I would marry a boomerang. Yeah. I would F a free spin because they're fun, yeah. but not that great. And then um, I would and skill, you, off, kill, kill up the, the skyrocket, sky too. That's my answer, Bye. too. <gasps> That's my answer. So you go ahead, Sven. <laughs> Sven well, like for me, it's the F the boomerang. <laughs> How original. Wait, F or kill the boomerang? No, sorry. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> kill the boomerang. Sven's fucking with the boomerang today. Kill the boomerang. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, the, the, the only issue is that I haven't done a free spin yet, but I guess I would, at the moment... You'd F with one, uh, probably. F it, yeah. And then I'd marry the wow. skyrocket. You'd scary the skyrocket. skyrocket. I guess we all F's with uh, free spins. It's nobody's favorite, but it's nobody's least favorite <laughs> yeah, either. There you go. <laughs> Take that, SNS. Yeah. Um, next, uh, we're going to back to uh, Tim Baldwin again. Many coasters hit the break run with tremendous speed. What are three candidates that would make for additional track? So, like, what ride? And Stu abruptly and should have had some, so something else. We pick one. Mm-hmm. You pick one. Uh, lightning rod for me, because it just, it comes, that thing hauls ass. It comes in hot. And you come, like, the last element is, like, that non-inverting Immelman, yeah. so you come down a pretty sizable drop into the final breaks, and the ride's already a great length, but my dream, it, a, a great ride could always be longer, unless it's still Vengeance, because that ride just gets boring after a while. Yeah. Um, so more of the same on Lightning Rod would have been fun, but it's good the way it is, too. Yeah. I'm going to say Full Throttle. Oh, oh yes. yes. Yeah, totally. Best answer. Um, like, I, I remember Talk watching POVs breaks, of that in the past, the and then that last part where you go <laughs> over the, the, the looping, yeah, and then, and then in, in, in the brake run, I was like, why would you do that? Why? And now yeah. I understand why there is a brake run after riding it, but still, it would have been better to have a little more, a little more track, you know? Oh, uh, My percent. answer is going to be a slightly 
weird approach to this question. I'm going to oh. say Hagrid. And even though Hagrid has the most launches in the world and it's one of the longest roller coasters ever created, um, the fastest moment, where by, by far the biggest coaster moment is at the is very end. Um, and you launch and you do like two turns, like just actually yeah. like one like extra really. And you, are, like and you big... fly into those brake runs with quite some speed. And most of the ride is very low to the ground and it's very like, Quick, snappy, and the pacing is very like slow down, go, slow down, go, slow yeah, down, go, and just when it go. really goes, like you're really going, like intimate mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. Um, it like hits a break run like nothing else. Kind of feels like the very beginning of Tron, except that on Tron you have the whole rest of the coaster after. Yeah, Whereas so Hagrid, I'm definitely going to say like that ride, even Good though answer. it's super weird way okay. of answering this question. Um, next up from Dana Rafferty on Facebook asking us, what is the one coaster you could have ridden or park you could have visited um, that you didn't, and I read it. Um, we were talking about this the other day. Uh, growing up and going to L.A. as much as we did, we never oh, yeah, did, we did go to Knott's Berry Farm in the 90s, uh, even though we could have. We just, I, I guess it had just never occurred to us. And uh, I regret not riding the Wacky Soapbox Derby Racers at Knott's Berry Farm, even though if we had gone, like, in 95 or 96, I'm pretty sure I would have been tall enough and we would have ridden them and it, it, like, it would have been great. But... Also, maybe Windjammer Surf Racers during their brief tenure at Knott's Berry Farm. I would have loved to have had those credits, Mm, too. Sure. So when Sven was 12 years old, (laughs) he didn't dare to go upside down yet. (laughs) Mm. Strange, right? And he was at Disneyland Paris, and Indiana Jones was running backwards. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, that hurts me. So, and I remember standing in front of that queue and doubting, and at the end saying, no, I won't do it. I mean, one freaking inversion. (laughs) Self-hate moments. My my life could have been... A coaster enthusiast from that moment, and it still took four years. So, Oh, wow. Um, for me, it's going to be um, Klotty Park or the Freizeitpark Klotten in, oh, yeah. in the Eiffel Mountain. So our family had a big house there, and we would go there almost like every month for like a weekend or three days. We'd always drive down from the Netherlands, and it'd be like a three-hour drive. And we drove by the park on several occasions, but family is not into roller coasters, and I was still relatively young. And so yeah, I never really... Or somebody who's... Yeah, it's my uncle's house. Like um, relative. And so I never really pushed to go, but I knew it was right there. And now I live literally on the other side of the world, and it's been how many years since I've ever yeah. been since I've been back to the region? And it still looks like one of the best bobsled coasters. Yeah, and I have to go and make a point yeah. of it next time, even though now it's way out of the yeah. way. It's where it used to be on the way to the house. <laughs> now it's so much harder to go there than you it know? would have been if you. So were that's gone. mine. But yeah. I've been there a lot too, and I've went, but at the time there wasn't even a coaster. So oh, so you've been a long time. Oh wow. Ago. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been getting old. <laughs> This was this before or after your uh, backwards fiasco uh, <laughs> before, not writing? <laughs> before. Uh, next up is Ed Mark the Shark, A22, love that name, Yeah. on Instagram, asking his opinions Baby of Six Flags Great America opening, which they have announced the May opening of this year, and do you think it's happening? I'm, God, I hope so. And I, I feel like that park's pretty well put together. Of, of the Six Flags parks, it's definitely one of the better operated uh, operation. So, yeah, if they open, we we will make a beeline there because we wanted to go in 2018 or, or I guess 2019 and then and then we wanted to go in 2020 and now it's we still have to go. I love that park. So hopefully it opens and it doesn't have any issues. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's much to say beyond that. Yeah, I personally pretty, agree with yeah. that. Just to be sure, is that the one that's kind of near New York? That's near Chicago. This is Chicago. Oh, 
So what's the most? That's Great Adventure, famous... New New York. That's Great Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Is, what is one of the most famous rides of Great America? Just to, um, they have X Flight, Raging Bull. They have Goliath. The, the Goliath. Um, the RMC. RMC Top of track. track. Custom. So that, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's not what. That's not high on my to go list. That's actually really high in mind because we're supposed to go in 2019. That's 2021. Oh, Max still Force. Been. Max Force is their oh, yeah, new, the, oh, okay. the next generation okay. SNS uh, launch coaster. So uh, yeah. Next question from Andrew McLaughlin on Facebook asking, what websites did you look at first that made you coaster fans? Roller Coaster Database. Bretparken.be. <laughs> Rides.nl. I'm not sure if this is all a thing, but yeah, Rides.nl. So. I was a little judge, even though I've been on yeah. any of these, and I was like rating all these rides on Rides.nl. So that's my, uh, my well, kickoff. Yeah. That's, at one point, I became a team member, even. So. Oh, wow. Ooh, wow. Fancy sign. Celebrity. Now he's a coaster king. <laughs> now he's a coaster king. Um, I am. We got the next question from Ed Lucy underscore Flores seventy three on Instagram asking, "What's the biggest coasters you've ridden around the world?" So we'll each oh, do one biggest. Uh, biggest. Steel Dragon two thousand is <laughs> big not, AF. There's nothing bigger than that. Yeah. So. <laughs> it depends on Red Forest. Yeah, mine will be Steel Dragon too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also been on tallest. We've been on Fury. We've been on Kindergarten. Tough for all. We we have a lot of big box rides. I wrote the ultimate. That's still That's the long. second longest coaster in the world. Oh, Beast. it's like longest. Well, no, she gets well, she's uh, biggest, but it's kind of up for interpretation. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up is another one from a uh, whole lot of Rosie on Instagram asking favorite wooden coaster. I'll give it to Wood Coaster in Shenzhen only because Lightning Rod is amazing, and it's but it's not the most kosher wooden coaster out there, especially not now, not with the the maintenance that they're doing on it. I guess it, they regret using as much wood for that ride at all as they did. So as far as traditional coasters go, definitely the one in OCT East. Okay. Troy, the Sensasi. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I would say OCT East, but I don't want to have the same answer over and over. So I'm going to say Oddlaw Run because people need yeah. to give Oddlaw Run more credit for having a completely unique um, lineup of elements where every element mm-hmm. is different. It's not just air, air, air. And um, it was the first kind of roller coaster in the world to do what it did. And so unlike Lightning my, Rod, uh, it's actually cooperating. And it's honestly really nice. Like it separated from the rest of the as park. A quasi so wouldn't go. Good ride. So yeah. Um, at at the parks, ask us on Instagram. Fantasia Land or Europa Park. Um, I guess I would answer this question is like if you could go to one right now, which would you go to? And I'd pick Europa Park because it's been a while. Okay. Fantasia. I've been since 2013. Yeah, Fantasia Land for me. I just think that they they have an immaculate product that's really yeah. really unique. Um, nothing there is really. Yeah. Um, they just keep. Everybody screams Fantasia. So Europa Park is my favorite resort, mm-hmm. but Fantasia Land is my favorite theme park. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, then we have four questions left that were from Tim Baldwin because I didn't want to throw <laughs> all of them in there. Together, one. Yeah. So the next four are just going to be a rapid fire. Same person. At what point does a number of inversions just become silly? Uh, I think seven's the sweet spot. I think Kumba is just like the perfect number and variety of inversions for me. So like half of uh, Smiley? Half of Smiley, yeah. Because Colossus, first Colossus is too much. Yeah. The barrel rolls. Yeah, the, but that's because Colossus the, it, it's, it's, has like the same five, this is the five of the ten inversions are the exact same it's inversion. Too, it's goofy. The, the four barrel rolls. Cause, and then we run ten inversion coaster in well, Long, yeah. And it's, I'm Dumb just shit. like, oh my God. Like, when is this over? This is not the way <laughs> to do this. It just didn't feel special or interesting. Sure. I don't mind the Smiler, so I could still go up, but I think 20 would be a lot. 
A lot, a lot. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have a maximum for what's silly, but what I will say, it's a piggyback on what I mentioned a couple seconds ago, is that the amount of inversions doesn't matter. It's the amount of different inversions. It's the variety. If you're going to have, like, the intimate intent inversions that are complete BS where you have five... <laughs> Barrel rolls in a row, like four and then a turn and one more. That's that's stupid. Like you can do a lot more creative stuff. And so yeah. if you have a really creative layout with like fifteen inversions, that's fine. But if you have ten inversions where five are the same, then that's not fine. Yeah. Um, next yeah. question: Name a cocktail after a roller coaster. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess for me, my my go to cocktail would be any sort of variation of a Jaeger bomb because I love energy drinks and I love Jaegermeister and I like putting them together. So, well, a name for a roller coaster. A name, a cocktail. A name for a roller coaster. What roller coaster matches that description? Uh, how about uh, Ijenaika? Oh, that sounds like a cool drink name. Yeah. Okay. Because it's about Ijenaika is like the Japanese equivalent of like achieving nirvana, or uh, like the the concept of like hedonism, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, indulgence. So yeah, for me, totally. Okay. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, Sven, do you drink? Conda, okay. Yeah. yeah, mine's gonna be um, time traveler. I want you to forget ah! how good of a time you oh, had. That's a great one. Time traveler cocktail. That's gonna get knocked up right away. One time I did go to a bar. They had a cocktail called a mind eraser, and oh, of course, good. immediately I went oh, to the roller smart. coasters. And I think I've seen I get, a restaurant that had that. Yeah. Also, Tiki Waka would be a good one because oh. and and they that actually like sell a, cocktails in that, that area. That so. sounds like a fruity drink that is made for me. I love my fruity mm. drinks. Uh, most painful roller coaster trains in the U.S. Most painful roller coaster trains. Oh my god! I have to go with the Zamperla Volari. The I I just can't believe that mm. that ride is as successful mm. as it is. Like who rides these things and thinks like, oh, mm. I want this for my park? Like it's it, they're dreadful. Yeah. There's no redeeming qualities about what it feels like to ride one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time I rode it, I was actually pretty enthusiastic about it because I had never done anything like it and I was like okay this is a small footprint would be good and then I rewrote it and I was like nah what was I drinking that time <laughs> that was us on Tigers yeah oh yeah we wrote Tigers drunk the other day that, yeah I, I'm just thinking of one of the most painful rides I ever had and that was Bandit so uh, yeah. see I love um, Bandit but <laughs> my neck still hurts <laughs> Mine would either be the uh, the Schwarzkopf trains because legroom is so miserable that I can't really fit in mm-hmm. them. Like they get hurt. Um, but otherwise, I also really don't like the Premier Skyrocket trains because the shin yeah. guards are too large yeah. and getting in and out sucks. And honestly, if you sit in the wrong row, which thanks Magic Mountain for putting me in the back row, even though I literally asked for another row because it's I know what it's like, like. And I'm like, you know what? Other parks like, were too tall to sit. It hurts so much that like I can't walk afterwards. Yeah. So those skyrocket trains are just too tight. Um, I'm surprised you didn't pick Goliath at Six Flags New England, Mr. Giant and Bird Boomerang. Mm, well, they tried. It's yeah. not like it's a production model. It's not like those trains. At least everywhere. those trains aren't like a thing. Also, um, the next gen like Iron Horse trains. So then we answered 46 <laughs> questions, three answers each, in uh, an hour. So that's or maybe even less. So that's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Um, two minutes. Two minutes left. Less. So that means we're going to wrap a plug our website. So thecoastkings.com yeah. has everything you need when it comes to your All of it. coaster everything. enthusiasm. We've got lots of international updates, articles, series. We have a ton of episodes, season one, season two of Coast Kings Radio. We are now in the middle of season three. We've got minisodes. We've got regular full-length episodes. Definitely check out our other episodes. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll love you forever and we'll yes. give you a shout out. Um, so do that. Um, help us grow because you love us and we love you 
I want to give a big thanks to everyone for contributing their questions to this episode. Um, I hope that thank you. Hope our thank answers you. were satisfactory to your questions. And other than that, make sure to see us on the web, thecoastofkings.com, and uh, we'll we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Comment on thank our you. Instagram posts. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.